This episode is brought to you by Daniela Falecki's Teacher Wellbeing Cards. These 52 cards give you simple daily reminders to help better support your well-being. You can use them in staff meetings to build positive conversations or have them in your desk as little pieces of advice to help you get through the day. Find these cards and Daniela's other resources at teacher-wellbeing.com.au. This is the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast, a weekly show to help you prioritize your health, happiness and well-being so that you can thrive in the classroom and in life. I'm your host, Ellen Ronalds Keane. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. In today's interview, I'm talking all about teacher stress and self-compassion with Ben Weir. But before we get to that, I thought I would give a few shout outs. So first of all, I want to read out one of the reviews of the podcast. So Maddie5389 has left a review on Apple Podcasts and she says, a side of teaching too often neglected. Ellen's insight and focus on self-care and well-being for teachers is the refreshing conversation this profession and the education sector needs right now, right around the world. So thank you so much, Maddie5389, for that review. I really appreciate all the reviews that I get, and I've decided I'm going to read one out every week because I just think it's great. Uh, it's nice to hear that feedback. But also, if you are enjoying the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast, to head over to your chosen podcast player and leave a review because it does help other teachers find the show. The other people I want to shout out this week, of course, are my wonderful patrons, Kirsty and Jane. And if you would like a shout out on the show to become a patron, then you can go to patreon.com forward slash self-care for teachers and you can support the show for as little as two US dollars a month. And it really, like, really does help to keep the show on the airwaves. And in case you aren't aware, if you go to Patreon, depending on uh, what level you sign up at, so there's different levels, you can you can pledge different amounts per month. And depending how much you pledge, you get different perks. So you will, of course, get my sincere gratitude, uh, but you also get a number of entries into the quarterly prize draw. And the next quarterly prize draw is in September. So if you want to be in on that, head on over to patreon.com forward slash self-care for teachers and uh, become a patron of the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. There's also discounted coaching sessions with me, both the accountability sessions and the wellbeing coaching sessions. So if that's something you've been thinking about, then you can get uh, discounted coaching via Patreon as well. All right, let's uh, give a few more updates before we get into the show. I realize that it's been it's been a while now. This is not actually new news, but somebody pointed out to me after last week's episode that um, I haven't actually updated you guys on the Churchill Fellowship, my Churchill Fellowship application that I put in in April. So my application was to um, go overseas next year in 2019 and visit a few places around the world and find out what they're doing to support their teachers in well-being. And unfortunately, I was not successful in getting to the next round of that um, fellowship this year. However, just the process of putting the application in really helped shape my, um, I suppose, my plans for the, for the next little while. And I'm definitely thinking about applying again next year. So that's the update. I know some of you were still thinking and wondering about that because I hadn't actually updated you on that. So that's that news. 
The other news is that uh, it's nearly September and September every year I run a 30-day challenge called Self-Care September. And this year I decided to also add in a free webinar because I really enjoy webinars and it's been a while since I've done one. So if you would like to be involved, if you want to sign up for that 30-day challenge, um, head on over to selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash September and you pop your email address in there and you will get the uh, link for the webinar and then once self, uh, September begins, there will be three emails a week with some self-care ideas and reminders. So I guess my thinking behind it is that, you know, the end of term is always really busy and it's often a time when teachers let their health and well-being slide because there is just so much to do. And I get it. I know that. Um, yes, it's busy. Yes, there's lots to do. And yes, self-care and, you know, your healthy habits can just feel so much less urgent than all the school stuff that you have to get done. But what that often results in is a complete collapse when the school holidays do finally arrive because it's really easy to swing on that pendulum from of all or nothing, all schoolwork and not any, you know, personal work, any looking after you, and then you collapse in a heap when the, when the holidays arrive, which isn't sustainable long term. So I guess I propose that there might be a different way to end the term. And what if you actually made a pledge to take at least 15 minutes for you, for your health and well-being, every single day in September. And it won't just benefit your health and well-being. It will also increase your work and life satisfaction, as many of the guests on the podcast have shared when they've made themselves and their, their health and their happiness a, a priority. Actually, everything in life improves. So there can be that fear that, oh my goodness, if I put more time and energy into this, then my, my professional life is going to slide, but it actually doesn't work that way. So if you need a little bit of accountability, uh, then that is definitely something I can help you with. If you like to uh, join a community and do this kind of thing together, then you can. Uh, so join me in the 30-day self-care challenge that is all about you, the person, uh, because you're a person first and a teacher second. So it kicks off on the 1st of September. The webinar is on the 1st of September at 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so come and join me for that. It's all going to be about overcoming your barriers to self-care. So you can kind of set that up. I think it's really it's handy this year that the 1st of September happens to be a Saturday. So you'll hopefully have some time that you can plan your month and, and put some things in place to kind of hopefully prevent some of those barriers getting in your way of looking after yourself for September. Like I said, head on over to selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash September to join me in that 30-day challenge and free webinar. All right. And finally, just before we get to our interview where I talk to Ben Weir all about teacher stress and self-compassion, I have a book recommendation for you again because Audible is uh, now offering Teacher Wellbeing podcast listeners a free audiobook with the free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And I love Audible. I've been using it for years and years and years myself personally. And so I'm very, very happy to be recommending their service now. And my book recommendation for you today, since we're talking about self-compassion, is the audiobook by Dr. Kristen Neff called Self-Compassion Step by Step. And it's actually, it's not just the information about self-compassion. It also goes through some beautiful activities and exercises to help you really put the self-compassion into practice. So highly recommend that book. It's really lovely. And uh, or if you're not interested in that, you can get any other book that you like and you just have to go to audibletrial.com forward slash teacher wellbeing. So again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash teacher wellbeing for your free audiobook when you sign up to a 30-day free trial of Audible. 
All right, on to today's interview. So I talk with Ben Weir, who is passionate about the power of questions to uncover and create new ways forward for people and teams. He has followed his love of learning into the primary school classroom as a teacher and then into New River, an organization that aims to build capacity for positive change in individuals, in school communities, and in community organizations. Ben loves helping teachers, students, schools, and teams explore reflective learning that grows and develops both individuals and the larger group. With New River, he has developed programs and delivered courses and trainings for both adults and young people, and he's currently completing his Master's of Clinical Psychology with a research interest in teacher well-being. So today, Ben shares a little bit about his history uh, as a teacher, his experience of teaching in the classroom and uh, some of the well-being challenges that he faced there, and then his journey to pursue his psychology uh, training and the study that he's currently doing as part of that training, which is all about teacher stress and self-compassion. So we talk about the study in depth, and if you want to be involved, uh, there are, should be links in the description of, uh, description of this episode on your device. So if you open that up, and also the links will also be on show notes for this episode, which are at selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash podcast. And there is both a Facebook group. So if you're on Facebook regularly, you can just search teacher stress and self-compassion study and it should come up. And there's also a, a bit.ly link that's got lots of numbers and letters in a row and it's hard to say. So we didn't say it out in the podcast. But like I said, the link should be in the description and also in the show notes so that you can actually participate in this research uh, because I think it will be highly valuable personally for individuals because you will get some self-compassion training out of it. And also, it's really great to contribute to data, um, rigorous data about teachers and teacher health and well-being. I think that's very important. All right, on with the interview. Hi, Ben. Thanks for coming on the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. Thanks. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really looking forward to the conversation. I'm looking forward to it too. Uh, well, let's get started. Can you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about you and um, your your background? Yeah, sure. So I guess um, the, the, the thing that I'm here for is because I'm really interested in teacher well-being. And that's kind of been a bit of a process to arrive at this point, I guess. Even thinking about the story of how to tell the story of um, your you know, your career is kind of an interesting little process. It is. I guess um, when I finished school, I kind of powered into a degree that was what I thought would be good, but didn't quite uh, match my strengths and interests and passions. So I decided to um, do some primary school teaching after that. And I really loved it. I loved um, teaching. I love learning. I'm a very curious person. And so working with um, young people, particularly when they're free to kind of be curious and engage the world and think about what mattered to them and how life could be, those were the kind of things that really energised me as a teacher. And I found that maybe even towards the end of my training that perhaps I was hearing that, uh, that mantra that you sometimes hear when you're learning to be a teacher, you're a teacher, not a social worker, you're a teacher not a social worker. Um, and so I guess having, you know, I continued trying to have those kind of boundaries about what teaching was, um, what I was being trained to do, did some casual work for a while and then pretty soon realised that where my strengths and my passions lied was in 
the more, I guess, counselling, wellbeing, psychology end of the spectrum. And so I started working in an organisation that does community development, leadership, um, training, capacity building called New River. It's a really small organisation, but we started to think about what would it look like to um, contribute towards cultures of well-being for students in schools? So I did a lot of work with young people, with schools, thinking about how um, well-being could look, the kinds of things that young people might need in order to think about themselves as being able to exercise leadership in their lives and in their communities. And that was really exciting to me. And, I, and so at the same time as doing that, I started doing my master's in counselling, which I loved. And felt this is who I am. This is how I want to be in the world. This is what I can get out of bed for each morning. It energizes me. Oh, that's um, good. Loved it. And then I, uh, I decided that actually the, the kind of qualification and the, the knowledge and the skills that are going to make me the most effective that I can be uh, with young people is to um, work towards becoming a clinical psychologist. So then I started the long journey um, of psychology, doing an undergrad and then um, honours and now in the final stage of my master's. So I'm currently yeah, wow. a provisional psychologist um, just at the towards the end of my training in my, my master's. Wow, that's amazing. What a really interesting background. And, and I, I hear you on that feeling of, well, maybe, maybe where your skills and strengths are is more in the, the emotional well-being sort of side of things. Um, very interesting. Did, can I ask, did you have any sense yourself as a teacher and then on this, you know, next journey of, of, uh, of career change, I suppose, um, you were working on, you know, student well-being uh, in that organisation. Mm. Did you did you um, experience any well-being challenges yourself or health health challenges yourself that um, perhaps motivated uh, you more in that area? I think um, I often reflect on the last um, professional experience that I did as part of my training as a teacher, and I remember it was a kind of you know, more challenging setting. It was a very, very diverse, um, both culturally and like socioeconomically, um, the school that I was in. And, you know, I tend towards probably like many teachers, you know, a bit perfectionistic, want to be competent, want everything to be amazing all of the time for everybody. Um, <laughs> and so I remember, and, you know, professional experience practice you know, really full on. And so you, you wanted, you're up all night creating resources. To yeah. Friends from my degree that were um, at that school with me said to me at the end of um, that placement, you just became a different person. We couldn't talk to you. And that kind of stopped me in my tracks because I hadn't, I had realized there was kind of a personal cost in terms of my energy and my motivation and I was becoming a little bit stressed and irritable and that sort of thing. But I hadn't realized that it had impacted my relationships in that particular way. So that's a kind of a personal experience, I guess. But I don't know if it's, you know, when Gardner talks about those multiple intelligences and he, he um, I don't know if, if he thought of it or if someone else has added it in, but that kind of existential intelligence, I'm just, I just really resonate with that idea. I'm, 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 
I get, I guess I see myself as someone that's really motivated by curiosity and, and wanting to understand what the bigger picture is and meaning and purpose. And, and I think teachers especially are people that are often motivated to enter into the profession because they have a sense of purpose and a sense of this is who I am and this is how I want to be in the world. And when you're working in demanding environments where there's always need, and you bring that sense that this is who I am and what I do is so wrapped up with my identity. I just think there's a, there's a real richness in that and there's a possibly a danger in it as well. We're kind of navigating this fine line. Mm. Yeah, I, I really hear you on that because I agree it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful feature, but it has, in, you know, I guess it's that sh- the shadow, you know, there's, mm. there's the light side of that, the resourceful, wonderful nature of, of teachers being so dedicated and uh, purpose-filled and then the, the dark side of that, you know. Uh, mm. Yeah, it, it, can, it can take over, can it? Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Well, let's talk about your research because um, that really interests me. So I'd love to hear, uh, well, I'll let you explain it in your words, but I'd love to hear a, a bit about your research and what you're hoping to find and what you would like teachers to do, because I know you need their help. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I would love to um, have any teacher's help. And my, my hope is like the motivating question, I'm, I think for me, um, if I can tell you where it kind of came from. And yes, please. And down into the kind of narrow specifics of this particular project is... In all of the work that I've been doing over the last couple of years, I've had the privilege of working with a couple of schools in particular to develop kind of pastoral care, home group type programs from years 7 to 12. And I've really loved doing that. But what I've realised and what I've come to believe in all the emergence of, you know, things like positive psychology in schools and, and all of these amazing things that are now out there and so wisely known, I've started to have a sense that teachers are looking for more and more or being told to do more and more with lots of different things. And that is really important and great. We should care about learning because that's the core business. So we should be modeling um, that we're always learning to our students. But I've started to wonder if sometimes the message that comes across is that you're not enough and to do more and you need to know more and you need to do things differently. And I think that can sometimes detract teachers away from that core message and that core passion that brought them into the profession. Like I think teachers, they have everything that they need to make a really positive difference in the lives of their students right now. Who they are is their best resource. So I've started to realise that the programs that we were developing together They're great. They're interesting ideas, great resources, lots of fun activities, lots of discussion starter, et cetera, for the young people to use. But really, they're just tools for the teachers to learn how to be present, to engage and to build those kind of relationships with young people that contribute to a positive learning environment. And so I have this broader interest in what can we do to support teachers that isn't about adding more to the curriculum, isn't about giving them more and more things to do or telling them they need to do things better or differently. 
that's just about connecting them back to their sense of passion and interest and curiosity and joy in what they're doing as professionals. I love that. Um, so that's the kind of, <laughs> that's the kind of spirit of what the kind of thing that's been motivating me for the last couple of years. And so, um, because I'm at the, because in, in our, um, Clinsack Masters, we, um, are always involved in doing research. I, um, was really lucky to, um, work with Dr. Madeleine Ferrari here at ACU, whose research interests include self-compassion. And so that's what I've decided to kind of focus the research on. So basically what I'm doing is inviting teachers to, um, participate in a study. It basically involves doing a battery of survey questions that explore some of the kind of variables that are associated with teacher stress and teacher burnout. So the teachers that choose to participate, they'll sign up, they'll go online, they'll fill out those surveys, and then they'll be randomly assigned to either a four-week online course or to a wait list. And then after that four-week course, they'll be able to um, do the same battery of surveys again. We'll see if there's any difference and compare them between the two groups, the people who did the course and the people on the wait list, and then another follow-up in about four weeks' time. Cool. Well, uh, I love that uh, background that you gave because it is very, very, very aligned with, um, I guess, my philosophy as well um, and that, that sense that there are a lot of messages that teachers are not enough and actually that's not true. No. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, they are. We are. Um, yeah. And it's really, really important that we remind ourselves of that amidst all those other other messages. So um, can you drop the... Uh, URL for I will put the information in the show notes, um, but we also, uh, if you can, can you share the URL right now or what what people should yeah. Google to find it? Probably the best way is to um, look in your episode notes. I would I would think um, because the URL is a bit tricky. Um, we've got a Facebook page that is a bit of a place marker. So if you if um, people use Facebook and they just um, type in at teacher stress self-compassion study. That's probably the easiest way to find it. And then you can log into the study from there. Excellent. Yeah. And we will, we will put the link in the show notes as well. Um, so hopefully if you are listening, it will also appear in your little phone description or, you know, the description on your pod device. Uh, yeah. So if you're interested, teachers highly, highly recommend um, reaching out and, uh, and getting involved because I think it's really, we, you know, we need, this information we need more quality data um and i i really like the the emphasis on on the self-compassion i think that's very yeah. very powerful yeah and I, I guess you know like there's there's so such an interest in exploring low low um cost interventions into what can we do so there's a lot of skills that teachers can learn more of around stress management that sort of thing but i think What's interesting about an online course that is really brief, easy to use, accessible, it changes. A, the idea behind self-compassion is that it's a way of relating to ourselves when things are difficult. And so hopefully it's a kind of simple tool that teachers can add to their box of tricks. Um, that's my hope. And I should say just a couple more things about that online course. One is that it, it um, was developed by Dr. Amy Finlay-Jones, who's used it with other helping professions. Um, and it's got quite a good evidence base there. So um, it's not a thing that is just 
um, been made up by me. It's um, had lots of research behind it. And the other things that might interest busy teachers is that um, it uh, may be eligible for the teacher's um, teacher identified professional development hours. Um, Brilliant. Of course. Um, all people, everyone who participates in the study will get access to it. So even if you're assigned the wait list, when the study concludes, you'll be able to access the course. And if teachers would like to enter into um, a random draw to receive one of three $100 vouchers, they're um, welcome to do that as well. Oh, excellent. So there's a little bit of, little bit of incentive, but I, I like that, that there's, um, everybody gets access to the course, just that the timing might be a little bit delayed if they're not assigned to the course as part of the study. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, cool. Um, well, just before we wrap up, Ben, um, I have a couple more questions that I ask my guests every time. Sure. So I would love to know for you in your life what self-care um, looks like and what, you know, what well-being means to you in, in your life because there's no one-size-fits-all. It's kind of individual to all of us. I think we have to differentiate our self-care the same way we differentiate for the, you know, different student needs yeah. in our classroom. So, yeah, what does it look like for you? Yeah, well, for me, it probably looks like putting a little bit into practice the things that I am often talking to other people about. Yeah. <laughs> we teach what we need to learn. <laughs> Exactly. That's really true, isn't it? I am, I am a yoga teacher, so oh, cool. I just do that a little bit on the side. And doing the, the master's program, if you ever talk to a person that's got done a master's in clinical psych, I think everyone talks about how um, pressured and intense it is. And I'm finding that. And one thing that I've noticed that is really good for me in terms of my self-care um, is that I'm doing some things that I feel really competent in at the same time as doing things that I find pushing my learning edges quite far. And so, you know, I'm doing a little bit of teaching, a little bit of tutoring still, um, and those sorts of things where I feel like I'm in my zone, I know what I'm doing, I'm feeling confident. Um, they're helping support me at times where I'm finding like learning and thinking and doing lots of things that are new. So that's been really rich for me as well, um, as well as doing yoga and feeling um, in my body instead of uh, in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I think is very, very common for teachers. You know, so many of us are very cerebral yeah. um, and we just, yeah, we live neck up and we, yeah. we have to pay a little bit more. It's certainly, it's certainly a lesson that I really am still learning um, and it's, it's a hard one to learn to live from the neck yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, like our brain is in our body and our brain works better when our body is feeling good, I think. Well, that's, that's my experience anyway. Mm, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so my last question uh, is about your top tips for particularly early career teachers. If you have, I mean, it, it might be similar to the, the self-care practices that are important to you, but any tips that you would have that you particularly think are good for early career teachers to really set themselves up? Um, at the beginning of their career for a, for a long and healthy and thriving career and life? I think um, when I reflect on what was difficult for me was to, I think it's really important to not isolate yourself and, um, you know, go to the staff room, hang out there, get to know people, um, all of those other things that, um, you know, are great tips for first-year teachers, you know, get as many resources as you can and yeah. all of that sort of stuff, file everything away. Um, all of those things, I think, for me, came out of relationship. And sometimes when you're feeling busy and stretched, it's really hard to think that 
hanging around in the staff room for 10 minutes is important. But when you feel like you like the people that you work with, you trust the people that you work with, um, that's a really good resource, especially when things are difficult. And I guess the other thing, and it's advice that I'm kind of rem- remembering now as I'm like um, embarking in a new career with different challenges is to just remember to focus on the thing that you can do in a situation. There'll be lots of things and it's so easy to focus on all of the things that you wish you could do or that you wish you hadn't done. But a much more effective way I'm finding for myself is just to focus on the thing that I can do in each situation um, because that's the thing that leads to some kind of action rather than thinking, ah, why did I do that? Or I really messed that up. Or I wish this wasn't the way it was. You know, those things kind of get in the way and kind of disempower ourselves a little bit. Mm, yeah, exactly. Much more empowering to focus on what we can do, our circle of influence, where we can, you know, make a difference. And uh, yeah, I like that. Well, that's brilliant. It's exciting. I just think it's so exciting when you when you walk into a school classroom. And it feels like everyone's there and engaged in something. Mm. But when you have those moments, really celebrate them and hold on to them because you are a part of creating that for those students. So really celebrate those moments, I reckon. Um, it's all hard, it's hard work, but celebrate the bits where it goes really well. I love that. What a beautiful place to end. Well, I would like to celebrate. This has been a wonderful interview. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe in your chosen podcast player so you don't miss an episode. I'd love it also if you would leave a rating and review in iTunes and share it with your friends. This really helps the podcast reach more people and together we can spread the message of teacher wellbeing to create thriving school communities. Show notes for this episode can be found at selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash podcast. You can also find me at facebook.com forward slash selfcareforteachers and on Instagram my handle is at selfcareforteachers. So come along and follow me there. 